I love Caruso. Un uomo per lasciare una ragazza dopo che aveva pianto poi si schiarisce la voce e ricomincia poi io te la ma tanto tanto La catena che sciogliono il sangue vide le luci scende dal mare penso le notti là in America e non solo la lampa e la bianca scia di un'elica sentito l'ore nella musica si alzò dal piano forte ma quando vide la luna uscire da una nuova sembra più dolce anche la musica sorry I was waiting for the big crescendo Sorry, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Carmela. I'm sitting here waiting for the big crescendo, and, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, my God, it's a minute and a half, and Teresa's getting carried away with the music. So hi, everybody. It's Friday, and welcome to Ancestralize to all of those who are tuning in and allowing me to space out a little bit. <laughs> so today is Friday, October the 2nd. It's the first Friday of October. So here we are. And our guest tonight is a friend of mine. She is a psychic medium. And her name is Carmela Lembrini Lamana. Oh, God, I love that name. <laughs> Carmela, hi, welcome. <laughs> hi, hi, thank you so much. And me over. Oh, no problem. It was my pleasure. Jean Jerome, C. Baudry, my co-host. Hello and welcome. Many blessings to everybody joining and tuning in tonight. Hope everybody is safe. We are now in, in the Witches Month, October 2nd. So, second day. Second day of October. That's it. And also a time when the veil between the two worlds is very thin. And get thinner and thinner across multiple cultures, not just uh, Celtic or Celtic and other, but across multiple cultures. Uh, we were from Mexico to uh, England to all around the world. So, welcome Absolutely. everybody. Thanks for tuning in. We're very happy to have our guest, Carmela. It's a pleasure to have you with us. And I'm looking forward to what I'm sure will be an exciting show. Yes, it will. So, Jean Jerome, can you go ahead and read Carmela's uh, bio, please, before I, I will, start the questions? I will absolutely do that. It'll be my honor and pleasure. So, Ancestral Eyes, episode 24. Here we are. We're very happy to welcome Carmela Zambri Lamana, spiritual medium. Uh, she's an intuitive healer, 
teacher, coach, speaker, author, and medium. Through all of these titles, it is her deepest wish to provide peace and joy and love through helping people to connect with spirit guidance. This is what connecting with spirit has done for her as well. In her late 30s, in her 30s, sorry, she found her own spiritual mentor that assisted her in having confidence in the messages that she was already receiving. It has helped her find her center after a challenging childhood that included losing her mother at eight years of age. Bullying, confusion over her own spiritual gifts. She was introduced to mediumship for the first time when she was given a message from her mother. There was an old man that sat at the entrance of her small town on Monteleone, Italy. He gave messages from spirit to people entering and exiting the town. Carmela was 14 and just about to leave for her new home in Toronto, Canada, when he shared her mother's message with her. It sparked her curiosity and passion to learn more. As she married and raised a family, she learned and studied where she could, but found her true calling when she found her true teacher. With guidance and mentorship, she found her passion for teaching and supporting the growth of those searching for deeper meaning and for their own guidance and sense of connection. For the last 20 plus years, Carmela has done her best to serve the community and, and those around her with her gifts by offering hands-on healing messages, guiding meditation classes and workshops, speaking on the subject of spiritual work, and, and uh, guiding students in finding their own path to spirit and mediumship. As an intuitive empath and spirit medium, she is pleased to offer a connection, guidance, and coaching. Her true passion is helping others find their own true connection. She is always looking forward to being of service. And she's had many studies at uh, Daniel Leonard as a shamanic practitioner, at, with Vera Molinaro, Meditation Connecting with Spirit and Energy Healing Certificate. She has studied Reiki and Certified Levels 1 and 2. Um, she has studied with Fred Commission, a mediumship platform work, shape-shifting, and studied at Lilydale Assembly, Awareness of Energy and Mediumship. Uh, she At the Coaching Federation, she certified life coach for Healthy and Wise. And with Elizabeth Larson, Meet the Body Process and Sedona Method. At the Medicine Circle, a Bear and Shamanic Energy Healing. And... I'll put it up later, but if anybody wants to reach Carmela, you can always visit her at her website, www.powerofrisingspirit.com. And without further ado, I turn it over to you, Teresa. Thank you very much, Jean Jerome, and thank you, Carmela. I was looking forward to having you on our show. You were one of the first people I thought of when I was doing this show, and I said to Jean Jerome, at some point in time, we got to get. Carmela on here okay Absolutely. so here you are tonight yay Maybe. so Carmela I know that um, sometimes you do your own um, uh, your own uh, live show um, there was the cooking show that I enjoyed and you do one with your friend Nancy it's called Spirited Duo right yes do you do it once a week we do it for now the first Wednesday of the month and the last Wednesday of the month Okay. All right. That's what it is. Okay. So it's every, well, 
I always thought it was like every week or in the summer. And then it seemed like it was every second week or something. But anyway, so I've always tuned in. I always listened to what Carmela had to say and her friend Nancy, too. Um, I really enjoyed the interaction between the two of you and the respect that you showed each other. OK, by allowing each to say their piece and bring forth messages from spirit. So without further ado, I'm going to start the questions. OK, so my first question is when and how did your spiritual journey begin? I think it was explained a little bit in the bio, but if you could fill in the gaps a little bit there, that'd be great. Mm -hmm. Well, that sparked my curiosity because I always had a connection to spirit growing up, um, as far as I can remember. But you forget as a child because you grow up and you forget you stuff some stuff down. But we had this old man living in town, and he would sit in front of his house. That was his job. He sat in front of his house, in front of his door. Anybody that came by and somebody who had a message for 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 that person even if he didn't know you he would call like let's say you went down to my town right. and you're walking on the street he would say Teresa come here I have a message from you from your grandfather your father whatever and he will give you the message and he would take no money whatsoever it was just a pure gift from spirit pure and that's how he connected yes and awesome. so when he gave me the message, he called me over and he gave me the message from my mom that he said, you know, you are going to Canada and he wants, she wants you to take this, this and that with her. And I'm like, okay, oh my God, I'm going. And then I got the papers and I came here. And that's no. that with me. So, it, it, you know, I was really interested in knowing more. How do you do that? You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, it, you know, it, it's that first link that you have. And as we spoke between the two of us, especially when you're younger, you know, you have the gift. There's, there's that little, those, those little angels that we, we had, those little spirit guides or something, you know, the, 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 um, what I used to call my uh, imaginary friends. I know you've had them. So um, I, I don't want to spoil anything further um, in the questions that are coming up. So my second question to, to you is we know you're a medium and have been for many, many years. Um, I'd like to know, how do you practice or connect with the spiritual world? And I'm sure those who tuned in um, want to know, because each of each of us as a medium, we kind of do it a little bit different. So what what's your what's your daily practice? I don't have a specific daily practice. I don't. Okay. Um, I don't even meditate for the most part. Um, okay. I do, and I sit outside. My meditation is in my kitchen. That's where um, I get. <laughs> that's where I get my. I call them downloads. You know, I get my thoughts there. If I ask a question while I'm cooking or while I'm washing the dishes, that question gets answered in my kitchen. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I know when we were talking, you had mentioned um, when you have that connection with spirit, you 
and you just mentioned download. Is that sort of like a, a, a trance-like state that suddenly overtakes you? Can you describe that for you? If I have to give a message to someone and spirit comes in, then I go into that trance. If it is just a question that I'm asking, I guess I guess you would say it is a trance because I'm always one foot here, one foot on the other side. That's I mm-hmm. I always say I'm like a cat. I'm like half here, I'm half there. Even when I'm driving, I know I'm driving, but sometimes like don't ask me what I just passed because I don't recall it. And that to mm-hmm. me I am pretty much in an altered state. So mm-hmm. a trend, a state of um, a higher state. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain. How do you explain it to, to, to people? It's it's hard. I know. It, it's a sense of it's a feeling, isn't it? It's it's yeah. like when you know, kind of like when you stare at a flame of a candle and you kind of just sort of tune out and your eyes kind of go, you know, that glazed donut kind of look. And, you know, it's suddenly you start getting all these images, you, you know, you hear voices, you know, and not because you're possessed, no. but, you know. <laughs> to, me, to me, it's more of a sense. I sense a lot. Do you I, sense I, physically? Yes. I sense physically and I like we before we started I could hear the buzzing in my ear and I know there's tons of them here my face is starting to go red and hot that's how I know I'm going into that space where I'm starting to go into that trance and the other thing that happens to me is I get really really dehydrated and your throat, you get that coughing thing. Yeah. And my mouth gets really dry, so I have to, like, gets really pasty, so I have to keep sipping water. I'm told because there's a lot of energy coming through. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm also being told, and I've experienced this, that my spirit guides are how should I say, bigger, bigger is not even a word to explain, but they're higher frequency, like much higher frequency than normal spirit guides for other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've had this one experience, which I, I, some of my people know, that I did a the very first drumming circle that I held or I um entrance basically the light language that I used it was a very first circle that I did in public and as I'm uh-huh. sitting there I was sick that time there was nothing with COVID but I was sick and mm-hmm. I couldn't cancel that event I couldn't cancel and they wouldn't let me so mm-hmm. I went in I called the lady that was uh, holding the space and I said I really need your help because this is what's happening. She said, no worry, come in and I'll help you. So mm-hmm. she helped me through half of it. And when it came to my turn at the end, I said, well, I need to do this. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden this being stepped behind me and I could only explain it as a big light behind me. Mm-hmm. And it was 
so massive that the people that were sitting beside me felt them. And mm. I said, yeah, because it was a him. Mm -hmm. And when I came home, I got out of my car, my whole body was in pain, which has never happened before. And mm. I walked in and I went to put my foot on the step and my whole leg gave up. Thank God I was holding on to something. Wow. And my arms from here to here, they were sore because I was drumming. This one is this one here because of the energy that was coming through. My arm was sore and my legs, my quad, it felt like I did a hundred push-ups and a hundred wow. it, it was just incredible the energy that came through. I, I was blown away. Wow. Do you have that connection? Do you have I, that connection often or is it just that one time or I was just a one time, but it happened a lot more, but not to that big, massive energy um, feel. So I secretly kind of want some more of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's that kind of high, right? <laughs> because it was so, I, I cannot explain the energy and the, the feeling. It was just so much love that came through. And it's not the love that we feel like a normal human being. It was just, I, I can't put it into words, just. Uplifting, very uplifting, and, and, and it filled, it fills you. It filled me, but it felt light, lighter, like, not like a light, like the light bulb light, but light no. as in energy-wise. Interesting, so, interesting. That was, that was exciting. Would you say that that could have been your main guide? Like, do you no. believe in a main guide? No? Okay. No. That was the Holy Trinity that walked in. Ah, okay. All right. You know, I want to go to one of your drumming circles. I, I, I know at some point in time I will, um, but we'll talk about that. Yeah. So now... You had mentioned also going into the kitchen, and that is sort of your meditative space. And I, I know when I watched you, um, you did that show with another uh, medium, um, and I knew you were in your element. And when I've watched you do some of your cooking things on live on Facebook during this COVID thing, I loved watching you. You had just a natural connection. So I want to talk about that connection. I want to talk about that as your craft, as a natural witch, okay? Because that's how I'm looking at you as a natural kitchen witch, in a sense. And that's your craft. But there's a lot more to that. So could you could you expand on that? There's that natural witchiness about you? Well, for me, it started, like I said to you before, I was born and raised with the earth. You know, back home, I was born in a farm. Um, I was not even born in the town. I was born in the way to the town back then because, they had, you know, my parents had a farm back home. And to get to town, it was quite a bit of walking. And um, so I was raised with the with the earth i was raised with the trees i was raised with the grass i was raised with you know talking to to the trees i was because i would go out and take care of my sheep right you have to watch the sheep because you don't want the wolves or any 
anybody else to yeah. take them. So I would go and sit with them and I would talk to them and I would talk to all the animals I always had around. I had my dogs around. I had, you know, the lucertole, we used to call them, which is the, the green uh, lizard. You know, I would see them and I would play with them and the grasshopper, I would pick up and play with them. So I grew up with all earth, nature, right? Nature was your playground. It was. And yeah. a lot of times for me, you know, my mom used to say, okay, go pick this, go pick, you know, she would send me to pick up wild herbs and nice. used to feed them to the animals because if they were sick, they needed this, this specific herb. And mm -hmm. uh, if we were sick, we needed this specific herb. I remember when we had the turkeys, when the baby turkeys are born, you have to feed them a certain uh, herb that you can't pick with, with your bare hands. You have to have gloves to pick them. And then you have to cook them and give it to them. And that's the only herb that they're eating. So there's a specific thing. In natural medicine, it's natural. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it comes from the earth. That's the best medicine that we can have. So even to this day, for mm -hmm. me, the herbs are it's just, just natural to me. Yeah. And you're a natural in the kitchen. I know just watching you. I love watching your hands. Like when you're making something, when you had been um, baking bread and, and, you know, it's like, God, one day I'm going to go to Carmela's house. and She's going to feed me one of her really good meals. Because honestly, I would just sit there in my mouth with water. Just you have to get in line. <laughs> I have a lineup. <laughs> I do. I know you would. Of course you would. <laughs> oh, I, so. do, I love cooking. And the thing is, nobody taught me how to cook because my mom passed away so early. Yeah. I yeah. didn't know how to cook. But I will open the fridge and I'm like, okay, I need this, I need that, I need that, and I make a meal. And yeah. people are, you know, like just surprised because. How do you know that that goes with that? I don't know, but I have <laughs> my helpers, which is my grandmother who's always with me. I was going to say, I'm sure it was. it's probably either your grandmother or your mother that's uh, intervening, definitely, yeah. for sure. Now, there was something that I wanted to talk about because we, we – when we had our private conversation, we started talking about this and you had mentioned speaking in tongues. Oh, and yeah. I found that very fascinating because we, had, we started speaking about, you know, having the, I had my, my own language, so to speak, but that was my language with my spirit. So could you mm -hmm. sort of elaborate on, on your uh, speaking in tongues? Well, when I was a little girl, like a, said before I would go and take care of my sheep and I would pretend that they were my audience funny enough and <laughs> and I would either sing to them yeah. or I would, I would present to them yeah. and um, a lot of the times I would find myself speaking a different language and you know uh -huh. sometimes my parents would say well, what, what did you just say what is that what are you saying? Why are you mumbling? But it wasn't mumbling. To me, it was a different language. It was my mother language, you know. And it took a while to get that back because 
just like anything else, we have to go through different mm-hmm. uh, teachings, different healings, different. Mm-hmm. Um, just to make that circle come back, right? Yeah. Yeah. To get reacquainted with ourselves. No, definitely. I enjoyed that conversation because I know you and I had spoken about that. I used to do it all the time, and my mom would always laugh at me. Right? I'm sure. I'm sure my sister and a few other people did if they ever heard me. <laughs> um. So my my fourth question to you again during our okay. private conversation, we touched about. We touched upon ancestral teachings. Can you talk about some of those teachings that we talked about um, uh, spiritual advice you received, but there is one thing in specific that we had talked about the rusty nails. And these are things that just come to you. This is like ancestral teachings. So could you kind of explain that to me? I found that was very fascinating. Well, for me, again, it's the thing that if I need some information, I will ask the question, and not necessarily it will come right away. But again, mm-hmm. it comes to me mm-hmm. when I am least expecting it, and when I'm in the kitchen again. You know, they'll mm-hmm. give me one word, and like this, I ask for protection for something, and, mm-hmm. you know, they said rusty nail. I'm like, okay, why am I supposed to be rusty nail? So they just give me a little bit and then I have to kind of keep asking or I have to Mm -hmm. research and then, you know, the the, will come. And Mm -hmm. spirituality, let's call it spirituality, Mm -hmm. to me is a learning process and it's a patient process. Mm-hmm. Not everything is black and white. Not everything is in full color either. And it's, no. it, it's, it, it takes a lot of practice, a lot mm-hmm. of patience, and mm-hmm. we have to really trust what we get. We have to trust it. For me, is what I've learned with the body process that I've done is I've learned to ask that question. When I hear something, I have to feel into my feel, like my body. How mm-hmm. is, that? is that right? Is that wrong? Is that is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? Because my body will tell me. Mm-hmm. And everybody will go through this. And if you know your body, you your body will tell you. Mm-hmm. you know, when you're under stress, what does happen to your body? Your body gets tensed up. Right, it gets right. tight, and right. that that to me, when I get that tense, it's a no. When, uh-huh. when I ask mm-hmm. a question, and it just flows, it just relax, just flows. Mm-hmm. It's natural mm-hmm. to me. That mm-hmm. is that is the right thing. You know, for me, is when I ask a question about even when I talk to people, I know right away mm-hmm. because I get that tense in my body, like my whole body inside is like this. And it's like, right, okay, right. okay, there's something wrong here. There's something, you know, mm-hmm. and then I give the people benefit of their doubts because, you know, I'm like, okay, everybody's going through stuff. Yep. And and then usually my gut is always right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, trusting your intuition, absolutely. Yeah. So you 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 really have a sense um, of the physical, like um, would you say that you're more of a 
a physical medium in the sense that you feel a lot more things throughout your body or do you hear or do you see? Like what's your strongest gift? It's a whole, it's a whole different package. I don't have one modality specifically. It depends on what they want me to know, how they want me to know it. It, You know, I think for me, being, being a medium or being a healer, um, for me, I prefer call it working with energy because everything is energy. We are energy. Everything is energy. When we work with energy, we have to know. You have to talk to the wind. You have to talk to the fire. You have to talk to the water. You have to talk to the air. You have to talk to ether. And and Mm -hmm. all of that brings messages. They give you insight. And if you're connected, then you'll know. You have a very strong connection to the natural world. Do you think that that helped form a balance within yourself like that universal law we had spoken about um balance and duality you have a very strong sense of that could you tell us a little bit about that how does that feel for you or or how do you sense that like because we we had talked about you know getting messages and and some people are not comfortable with hearing truth, right? Nobody wants to hear the truth. Nobody wants to hear the real truth. If somebody comes to you, there are some people who want to hear the truth, but not too many people want to hear the real truth. And, you know, I'm not talking about the truth about, like, if you're coming to me and say, oh, you know what, you're going to get into an accident. Don't, I'm not going to say that to you. I will be very gentle with saying that, you know, please, be careful when you drive and stuff like that. But I mean, let's say if you're saying to me, well, am I going to find, um, am I going to get a million dollars? I'm not going to mm-hmm. sweet talking to you. I'm not going to say, yeah, you know, put it out there and be yeah. positive about it. No, if you're not going to get it, I'm, it's not in your cards. I'm going to say, no, it's not coming. No, sorry. No. You're disappointed. Sorry, but you're not getting it. You know, um, I had a friend of mine who was asking, well, you know, I'm going to get, other people are telling me I'm going to have a man walking in. I'm like, no, you're not. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, you're not ready for it. They're like, but I am. No, you're not. (laughs) You know, and and it's that underneath energy that I, I connect with. Like, and I can't explain it in it's an underlying current. You kind of know. You just kind of have to know, right? And yeah. and sometimes I think people have expectations of um, of us mediums that it always has to come from dead people or you know <laughs> someone that's passed in their life. And it's like, um, no, not necessarily. When you're in tune with spirit, spirit will speak, and it'll come from your own guides that person's guides their angels absolutely and 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 this is what people find is very hard for them to understand when they come to a medium to get a spiritual reading it's not always about um what they information want. from the dead and what they want to hear they want to hear 
that it's a message from their dead grandmother or uh, a message from here or something that they're hoping to get, you know, you can't sugarcoat these things, my you know, you teacher, say how it is. My teacher, and that's why I love her and I call her my mama, because my teacher always taught us, if you go to a medium and they start asking you 50,000 questions, walk away. Run. 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 She said, run. Run. Don't turn back. And if they tell you, oh, I need this much money because you have this and I have to take it off you or I have to do this, but I need this much money up front, run. The same thing. Mm -hmm. Don't turn mm -hmm. back. You know, mm -hmm. it, to me, it, it, it's a very fine line. And you have in every. Um, every place, every work, every ethnic, you have the con artist. Yes, you do. You do. Absolutely. And so you, you know, have to be very discerning and mm -hmm. listen to your body. <laughs> and I, I always look at it this way. To me, when someone comes, they want a message. Don't tell me anything. I don't want to know. I yes. want to tell you. Please yes. don't, you know, don't lead me there. Because as soon as you start to try to get me to say, oh, I thought you'd connect me with my deceased husband. Yes. It's like, uh, he's not coming through. Uh, yes. This is what's coming through. It's like, I don't want to know a thing, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's the best way to go. Because like well, that, it's, it's pure spirit. It's it pure it's the same thing with Ifa. I mean, the only thing I get is a name and the date of birth. That's it. Yeah. And I would say, when a person starts to say, I can't edit it, I say, stop. Don't say anything more. Yeah. Let Ifa speak. Let yeah. Ifa speak. Then yeah. we can talk about it. Let Ifa speak. Absolutely. Talk. I do the same thing. It's like, don't tell me. Don't, don't tell me. You know? yeah. I, I usually do the same thing. I'm like, I don't want to know if you want a message from me. This is. How much this is the long time i normally say that but i always go over mm -hmm. way, way over mm -hmm. i have to really start to you know i've been probably yeah. time, and i'm like yeah but that's they need more so i'm i'm good with that you know if they need two hours why not you know it's okay because yeah. that's that's the role i signed up for that's what i signed up for so I'm Absolutely. not going to put the alarm and have it uh, 45 minutes and no. just go with it, you know? <laughs> I think also the other thing um, that's that I found interesting, when I went to Lilydale and I had taken a, um, a course there, I was there for a week and it was, a, it was on uh, spiritual development. I went there more for... Um, transcendental medium uh, transcendental meditation and I ended up having to take all the rest of the stuff that went with it mm -hmm. and they really have a system okay mm -hmm. where you know you have to work it you know um, mm -hmm. because they want their mediums to talk to the dead and talk to the dead only and I found it was like okay so I'm bringing forth the dead you know you kind of put yourself in that mode and Okay, they'll come forward, they'll come forward. But at some point, too, those dead people are there to tell you the exact same message that the spirits that are around them. And those spirits, 
are not necessarily, again, their deceased loved ones. These are guides that have decided to walk with you on your journey. And this I found was very hard. For me in Lilydale, it was always about connecting with, with the dead. Always. Just let's Ooh. just do it, you know. And and I found that very um, kind of fake because they really want Fresh. their mediums to stand there, give a message, and then it's like, okay, done with that person. Next, you know, and then all you're doing is, is just – and that is so common with a lot of these um, – uh, you know, and I'm not putting them down, no. the John Edwards and all of those that, that bring forth those kind of messages. And they're comforting for those that want to get those messages. That's yes. fine, right? Yeah. But that's kind of like a, a, a studio production almost is how I look at it. What's your take on that? I didn't take that how you took. Um I went there and connected with the same mediumship that my mediumship um, experience was different. Mm -hmm. My memory, again, you know, it's it was me. <laughs> These things always happen to me. And we were in the, in the circle and she said, okay, you guys are in, she took us to a meditation and she said, now I want you to open your eyes and I want you to walk outside and go to the woods, and I want you to connect with the woods and look at the colors and the difference. Mm -hmm. When you see it with your eyes open, regular, or when you're in a trance meditation, and you walk outside and you see the different colors, you see the different um, hues on the leaves or on even on the, on the grass and all of that. So that's what I remember because that's what we did. So mm -hmm. again, mm -hmm. we were connecting again to the outside. To the, to the natural world, right? To the herb and the trees and the air and all of that. So, so you, that took, you took something a little bit different. Like I said, I went into this um, knowing that I had to take part of this other formula type of, you know, okay. um, mediumship training, so to speak, right? Um, and, and Lilydale is wonderful because it is a um, it is an environment for spiritualists and for those that uh, you know are mediums, mm -hmm. and there's so many ways to connect, and they have so many courses and workshops. It's a wonderful place, it really is, and I love the feeling. Mm -hmm. I like going there. Um, it is full of spirits. Okay, all the past mediums that have lived there, you can feel them. Okay, it's just one of those places where. You walk in and, and you know it's funny, it's almost like you're home. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's a complete if anybody has not experienced it, I would say please go. Go. Take your time yeah. and go there and, and connect with that. Because it's not the it's not all about the workshops that they're holding or the speakers that are there. To me it's about the energy that lives in that little community it's Absolutely. a little community and it's uh, i took my daughter there one of my older daughter wanted to go with mm -hmm. me one time, so i did and she's same thing she's like what do you do there and i'm like nothing we just walk around and so when she went there she's like oh my god she goes it's so nice yeah it's and so then nice. calm yeah. it's relaxing yeah 
And the other mediums that you meet there too, you know, I was fortunate to meet some very wonderful people. A lot of people came there on courses like me and that, but we actually got to know a few of the, the resident mediums that live there as well in that community. And they're very incredible people. They're very supportive. I found them um, very open too. You know, um, not at all what I expected. It really is an experience. And I think for any um, medium, um, new or old, you know, budding or, or experienced, if you haven't had a chance to go, definitely go to Lilydale. I think it's an experience because they have the one in New York, just outside of Buffalo. And then they have the they have their their winter residence, which is in Florida. So there's two two places. Oh, I don't know that one there. I know the one in New York. Um, yeah, New York State. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. the one I, I was familiar with. Yeah. Um, but the place that I want to go is in Italy. They have a town that it's all witches, and they celebrate just the witches. <laughs> I don't remember. I, should, I, I will Google it. Italy. Italy. Yes. Oh, in, in Italy. Italy. In Italy. Italy. She's in Italy. In Italy. Oh, sorry, I missed that. A town that is only witches and uh, muggles, um, you know, male witches. And they mm -hmm. live there and they still do to this day the traditions. The same. In what part of Italy? In what part of Italy? I believe it's in the north. I'm not sure, but I will find out and I will pass yeah, along to you guys. And it's a, a little video on YouTube that we watched with my friend, and we both said we need to go there because one time of the year, the whole month, they celebrate and they really dress the whole town into like all these amazing costumes and stuff, and it's a uh, so nice. That's where I want to go. Nice. Yeah. No, I've never heard about it. So definitely, I would love to. Go now, ahead, John. In, in that town, do they do they refer to it as uh, Strega or Stregonaria? Um, they, they call him Strega, yes. Strega. Yeah. Okay. There is many names. You know, there is a Stregoneria, there is the Fatuchera, there is the... Um, I forgot. Um, not the there is another name for it, but there is many names to describe what these um, elders, older people do, because that's what they do. They get together and, you know, they share their information, but it's all hush hush. They don't share with everybody. Just they share with just a few people that they know, right? Okay. Because nothing is written, nothing is shared with stranieri, mm -hmm. <laughs> with strangers. Mm -hmm. um, right. it's kept on the wrap. Okay. And, and, and do you think it's only it's only shared with family, other family members or so? They're shared with family members or with really, really close friends that they really trust. And the reason why is because they don't want that to be used against them. Right, right. So they don't right. share their modalities. They don't share their knowledge with somebody right. because each one of them will have a different thing. Um, mm -hmm. Use that same, let's say, let's say the salt. You know, with the salt, there's so much that you can do with salt, but mm -hmm. not by mm -hmm. notes. 
You know, most mm-hmm. people use students for cooking or for cleaning or for preserving, but it's the salt has a lot more to um, do it. <laughs> yeah. You can do a lot. <laughs> definitely. A lot yeah. Definitely, definitely. So um I know with with yourself as a medium, you we touched upon your um, doing drumming. You also hold other workshops. Um, what sort of workshops do you hold? And is there anyone that's coming up in particular? Right now, I'm not doing any because with the COVID, we can't really get together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was... For me, I love to bring people together to share, to lift their spirits and connect with spirits and teaching them how to connect with spirits, how to connect to your own body and listen to your own body. You know, mm-hmm. finding out, like what just said, when you ask a question, does it feel good in your body? Most people don't even pay attention to that. Yeah. You know? no. So there, there is different different aspect that we go through and and we have gone through so much in our life that each milestone or each trauma leaves leaves a a stamp in our body. A residual energy within you. A piece of dust. (laughs) You know, so connecting with a piece of dust and clearing it in Uh whatever modality they're giving me because I use different modalities. Like I said, I don't use one modality. I bear the moment because each one of us is completely different. You know, you you can connect, let's say you can connect with the light, with the fire, with a candle. Jean-Jerome will connect with the water. So whatever modality works for you is not going to work for Mm Jean-Jerome. So they already know that. So they're giving me okay, you're going to use this on him and you're going to use this on her. So right. when I workshop, I prefer either one-on-one or a very small yeah. group, no more than 10, because to me is more intimate. And you mm-hmm. can take the time because each one can share the power of being heard and the power of being seen. Not Absolutely. only by women, but you know, if you're a man and you come into this, these workshop too. It's it's amazing because we mm-hmm. are a lot of the times we're not truly heard and not truly seen. No, no, and I, it's good to hear that you know because I think um, if anything, COVID's really taught us that we can go beyond our physical selves and still deliver messages. But there's still something to be said, like you said, to be seen and to be heard. And for me, again, it's that physical one-on-one where you can really, really feel the energy of another person in front of you. And when you do that exchange between the two of you, especially when you're learning about energies, I know one of my mentors as a witch was very much a very physical person and his teaching was all the physical and I when I'm talking about physical I'm not talking about touching I'm talking about sending energy uh-huh. to me and me picking it up and describing it and going whoa and then turning it around and 
throwing it back to him. And there was that, you know, I, I, I assign a sound to it, you know, kind of energy back and forth, right? That's when you know you're creating that, you and that other person connecting. That's that invisible energy. That's that magic that. And a lot of times, do I do that? Well, I'll, if we go for a walk with someone, you know, if I go for a walk with a client or if I go for a walk with a friend, I'll, all of a sudden I will stop and I'll say, okay, there's a tree. What is it telling you? Go feel it. What does it like? What does it sound like? What does it feel like? What does, because we all have, there's a signature of energy with a rock, a crystal, or, you know, most of the things that we use now, this is the thing. Most of the tools that we use, they're tools. And not necessarily the crystal is better than a rock that you find on the floor. You know, uh, for for me, like I said, I'm going back home again and hearing all these stories that we I used to hear. And put in together and now coming here and learning the other side of that spiritual practice. Mm -hmm. it, it really opened my mind and opened my eyes to so many different things. And we have mm -hmm. to honor, we have, everything has duality, everything. The trees mm -hmm. have duality, you know, the animals have duality. We have duality. <laughs> Abs absolutely. Absolutely. It's that duality. It's that balance. These are universal laws. And we touched upon that in our private conversation that, you know, we can't discount at all. You know. And in my opinion, you do something to someone, it will come back to you. Mm -hmm. So always, you know, and this, these were the teachings of my dad when I was little. He would say to us, whatever you do to someone, it will come back to you. So you make sure that you don't do anything stupid or bad for just mm -hmm. doing it. If somebody's harming you, then you are protecting yourself. You're doing something to protect yourself. But mm -hmm. you are not doing something just because you want to do something, you want to do harm. He would say to us, if I find out that you are doing harm to someone, I will let you stay in jail. I will, don't count on me and come and taking you out of jail. But mm -hmm. if you have been harmed and you have protected yourself, and let's say you have killed someone, I will come out next day and take you out the same day if I can. Because mm -hmm. you have protected yourself. So You're defending yourself and you yeah. have every right to, you know. Yeah. It's... um. It's a little bit of the eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth, you know. Um, I think that that's important to understand, you know, and don't, um, and as I always say, don't let any religions tell you that you shouldn't or turn the other cheek. There's only so much you can take as a welcoming mat, you mm -hmm. know, or someone to wipe their feet on you. You know, I'm not saying you have to go out there and harm anyone yeah. all the time or anything like that, but definitely. Don't be anyone's fool. Exactly. But use your discernment again. Use that balance. Use that duality for Absolutely. your own. For your own, you have to be aware of it. That is Absolutely. there, not ignorant to it. You know, and spending the light and be the light for others, but know when to put that. You know, that stop. 
if someone is doing harm to you. Not necessarily going to harm, harm them because that's not my nature. I wouldn't harm somebody, but I would put a stop to it. I always said, because my, my totem is a bear, and I always say, don't poke the bear. <laughs> you can poke them a little bit. Don't poke the bear. Absolutely. And you know, Carmela, that's what I liked about you because I know there's a lot of people in the um, in the industry, shall we say, that very uh, that embrace that new age kind of, and I've said this so many times that going after the light, going after the light, you know, and, and I find that so unrealistic. And the thing that I was always impressed by you is your sense of understanding what the light is and understanding shadow work and the dark side. Mm -hmm. And I, that's something I wanted to hear. No, don't laugh, Sean Jerome. I know you're laughing at me. <laughs> he always oh, laughs at me. But no, but seriously, you know, Carmela, that's the one thing. And you said something once. I tuned into one of your shows and you said something about that. Can you, do you remember, or or it's kind of part of your philosophy? Tell me. I don't remember. But, yeah. but no, it's true. There is always, you know, we have to know both sides. And you can't just turn the head and face this because you have to knowledge the other side and we have I growing up like I said my dad would sit around the fire afterwards you know we would eat at dusk and we would sit around the fire and he would tell us stories but not only telling the stories I was witness of things that happened to people you know we had let's say we had a horse and this is a story it's a true story and we mm -hmm. had a we had a few horses but there was a house next to our farm and it was only a husband and a wife they didn't have children and my father got into a fight with them and my father said called her a witch said I know you're a witch and um, the next night we could hear a commotion into the horse stall because it was attached to our house to our you know to the house where we slept in and my dad went there and anybody that has the horses has experienced these. You find the horse sweat and it has a braid in the mane. Never take that braid off, especially if you're an Italian. <laughs> Never take the braid off if you find the braid on the horse. Dry the horse and let him be. Don't, okay. don't instigate anything. But my dad was very stubborn, God bless uh -huh. him, and he said, I'm going to catch you. And um, one night he went quietly, he heard the noise, he went quietly, he had a knife, and he stuck the knife on the door and he opened the door because I got you. And he said it was the size of a cat sitting on top of the horse, it was furry. And she turned around and hissed at him and said, I'm going to kill your horse because you caught me. I'm going to kill your horse. And sure enough, within a month, that horse wasn't eating, couldn't get up anymore because she would ride the horse all night. She would ride wow. 
the horse all night. And in the morning, we would find braids upon braids upon braids upon braids. And the horse was drenched in water like because it was so sweat. And um, she killed the horse. Wow. Yeah. So that's just one story, you know. So how can you say, oh, no, that doesn't exist. When I've seen it, I was six, seven years old. And I remember that. You know, I also remember saying when people, and even to this day, even here, people know that never buy a house in a four corner, never stand at a four corner at midnight, never stand there at a four corner at midnight. If I, if, unless you know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> unless you're there for a reason. Yeah. But, <laughs> if you see me, if you see a babalao in a four quarters at midnight, run. Yeah, <laughs> often run the other way. Right. We got a we got a, a stretch of road back home, and at one point there was a fork on the road, and the other part was open. It was just one road, but there was so many deaths on that piece of road. Uh -huh. And every time, if you walk there between twelve to one o'clock, you would see them walk on that road. You would see the spirits, the soul walk on that road. Wow. Uh, friends of mine have seen them. Um, I always wanted to see one, but I never did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wanted to see them. So I, they never showed themselves to me. But that was the thing. Um, I have another story that my friend told me. She was Portuguese. And mm -hmm. she's her mom had a long braid and she woke up one morning and somebody had cut her hair and the braid was on, still on the pillow and the next day at night she happened to walk on the street and I think I'm not sure if it was at a corner or something she said she saw a lady she had a hood on black dressed in black and the lady looked up to a little bit off she goes next time will be your head mm. and she walked away so and she knew who this lady was um she knew she was a witch um and she said she never talked to her she she stopped all communication with this lady she stopped talking about her to everybody you know uh -huh. when we talk about magic people yeah. think it's fun you know people think it's fun Oh, we're going to double in magic. Yeah. If you know what you're doing, you have to really, really, really be careful because it can come back and watch you in the what? You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's, there is so I, much that the, the new age spiritual does not understand. Absolutely and, not. They're so caught up with the white light and energy that they just, they blind themselves. Well, the true shamans, the true babalao, the true witches, the true stegas, they know that. And they don't harm anyone. They don't. You know? Why so, would we? You know, unless you're coming after us, right? No, and, and, and what, what, you said, what you said as well earlier. As your your even your father and had, had told you, and it was a common knowledge. Everything 
in life has a balance, right? If you take yeah. a life, yes. if you take a life, the universe will claim a life. So yeah. you have to be very careful. Like there are people I've had that, you know, sometimes they're desperate. They, oh, I want to, you know, because they're emotionally, uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, despondent and they're, they're upset. Oh, I want to, I really want to do this. I want to do something. I say, no, you can't do that. No. Because if you do good. that, you, it has a price and you're not willing and you're not going to be ready to the price because the price won't be what you want. That's right. The price will be what you most love or what is most dear to you. That's right. right? So don't mm -hmm. play with what you don't understand, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And Absolutely. that's what the new, the new age, let's call it the new age spiritual. You know, we are all spiritual. We are all connected, every single one of us, whether you know it or not, you all have, we all have that connection to spirit, to the spirit world. You know, I said once when I started doing my, my speech, my speaking at church here, um, one of my first lecture was, I am a piece of God. I am a piece of him. You know, mm -hmm. I have his light in my heart. That's who I am. Absolutely, I, we all are. We're we're part told, of the divine spark. I was told I couldn't say that because I was not God. I'm like, but I didn't say I was God. I said I am a piece of Him. I am part of Him. Who told you you couldn't say that? Oh, <laughs> no, I'm saying, but like uh, uh, the, the person running the the show, let's call it. Okay. Oh. Yeah, they they said no, you can't say that because I'm. Are you saying that? Are you saying you're God? I'm like, but I'm not. I'm part of him. Yeah. You know, you have to go sometimes. You just have to step away and say, okay, well, thank you, and step away, right? Mm -hmm. Because your belief is not their belief. That doesn't make it wrong or right. You know, Absolutely. I always say this, and it's never wrong or right. It just is. Yeah. It, it just is exactly. And that's something that I've, I've always admired about you, Carmela, is your straightforward um, to the point and your messages. Um, unlike, you know, some people we mutually have known come across um, that aren't, <laughs> let's just say that. <laughs> right? they, try, they try too hard. Could be, yeah. Yeah. Try too yeah. hard. They're either yeah. trying too hard or they're in for the money. One of the two. <laughs> I was just going to say, or this plays or a both. lot more, you know? <laughs> yeah, or both. <laughs> That's true, too. No, for sure. So I'm I'm kind of done my questions, and um, unless something else kind of sparks me to 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 talk or to mention, um, I'm gonna see what Jean Jerome has, and if he if if there's anybody who wants to ask any questions as well from our audience who's tuning in, Jean Jerome. Okay. Well, I've been taking notes, so I have a few oh, questions. Or I'll <laughs> Yeah, oh boy, for I'm, real. A, I'm a good student. I take notes. Um, I gotta now. I gotta be grilled. <laughs> now, now the question. You comes. thought I was the hard one. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> thinks that it's him. <laughs> yeah, that sweet baby huh. face, that guy there. <laughs> well, like I said before, 
when we first set up this appointment the night before he came to visit and we did the, already we did the the meeting right. higher yeah. <laughs> that's right we'll talk about that one actually um, <laughs> Um, mm. quick, I'll, I'll, I could, we could tell you stories about that, but, um, <laughs> question you, you mentioned something about, you know, in terms of the different modalities, the different ways that you perceive or you see, or, or, you know, the messages are presented to you. One thing you mentioned was a physical reaction. Now mm. is that physical reaction, a, like a warning that, something's not right with this person, this person poses a threat or like some mediums where they feel sometimes the, the way the message is presented by, by the spirit is by allowing them almost uh, a transference of the pain or the, the feeling or the sensation from the person to you. So for instance, if a person has a sore leg, mm -hmm. right? And they haven't told you anything or suffers from a sore leg, all of a sudden your leg goes a little bit limp or numb. Is that what you were referring to? Is it the first or the or, the, or both? Well, I used to, in the beginning, that's what I used to do. I used to absorb the other person, my client's pain, until I put a stop to it because I couldn't do that no more. You know, mm -hmm. I would, all of a sudden my body was completely in pain every day and I didn't know you know that it wasn't mine so i've mm -hmm. learned to ask when now when i have a client come and then they leave and all of a sudden i have a feeling that mm -hmm. let's say a, a leg that's hurting or my back that's hurting and i'll ask is this mine or it's not or it's somebody else's and i'll get the answer and then i can do accordingly to what the answer is if it's somebody else's then i'll send it out I don't send it back to them, but I'll send it out into the universe to be transmuted. Mm -hmm. But I also get the feeling of if I'm talking to someone who is also another medium or also another person that I'm supposed to do work with, I get their feeling like, are they strong? Are they weak? Are they truth? Or are they hiding stuff? You know, yeah. and like yeah. I can tell that, and like I can say to you, you're right. really strong. Mm -hmm. You're very strong. Jean Jerome is very strong. He's, mm -hmm. he's the big dude. <laughs> you know, you're very sweet. You're very sweet. No, <laughs> like, but that's what I feel. I feel you yeah. are a strong. Um, yeah. So I call, you know, you, you, you are a strong individual. Not in the physical, although you are strong in the physical, but I mean in the spiritual world, your spirit side is strong. Is, mm -hmm. is someone who knows what they're doing, is someone who you don't mess with, is someone who will tell you the truth or not. And mm -hmm. it will do the work that needs to be done. <laughs> it's, you know, that's Jean Jerome. That is. 
Thank you. Yeah, thank absolutely. You thank you. Thank you very much. Um, very sweet. So thank you. <laughs> a question now in terms of seeing. Um, we talked about you. You hinted at, and and Teresa sort of uh, echoed or reinforced that concept about beyond when people. And we actually have a, another show tomorrow with Bokono Daniel Dafoji, who's a priest of Vodou, and oh. is uh, and is uh, tomorrow night in Spanish uh, on on the show uh, Despertar Ancestral, um, which which will touch a, a little bit upon this. Is actually scheduled for tomorrow, but. Um, be, beside the spirit of the dead, the spirit of you know past relative, deceased relatives, and everything else, you mentioned you t at the beginning you touched upon you know a being a, a very tall being of infinite light, uh, or very very powerful, very you know presence. Mm -hmm. So there are two questions mm -hmm. uh, in terms of your interactions, if you're able to say, if you cannot say, or if you prefer not to say, we'll respect that. But just as a, as a, as a general question, um, mm -hmm. would you say that in the course of doing your healing work, in the course of doing your, your mediumship work, that you connect relatively often with other entities, other spirits that are not human, let's say, or not like ancestors or deceased or is it you know like is it something as you said like that one appearance which was you know definitely not human in a sense because of its presence and everything you defined it as a presence or a, uh the a spirit of the trinity as, as an example you you gave it that label but what mm -hmm. other what other labels if, if you're at liberty to say would you would you use in other words from what cosmology um because when you say Trinity, most people would associate a Catholic or Christian uh, sort of view of the universe, view of the spirit world. Mm -hmm. uh, but but is it is that really the frame, or do you see spirits from other other currents? Let's call them spiritual currents, and and so forth. It, it has a lot of answers to that question from my past experiences. So the Holy Trinity, first I want to answer that, to me is a being that is com is composed of the Holy Father being in the God, Father, Mother, and Child, basically. The whole being that comes down. So it's not just one, but it's the whole. That's to be the whole Trinity, it's the three. You know, and you can say it however you want. You know, when we do the front, not necessarily has to be Catholic, but it's, you know, it's the me, myself, and I, so and to speak. It's the whole. It's the whole. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing that I, the other beings I have been in communication with and I've seen is my galactic family. When I was in Mount Shasta, I. Yes. You know, we I had that experience. We all had that experience. There were three of us, and all three of us pretty much had the same experience. Mm -hmm. um, we were going up the mountain, and I was told before I went there, do not walk ahead by myself. Stick with the people that I went with. Do not veer off because you know it is known that you don't come back from there. 
And okay. when I was there, we were walking up and we said, wouldn't it be fun if we call the people? Oh, her screen, the screen froze. Her screen froze. It could be a connection, but we'll, we'll give her a moment because we have, yeah. during our screen test, we have this issue. Right, right. That's right. That's right. So it might be her, her, uh, whatchamacallit, her connection, definitely. Mm -hmm. Just when we were getting to the good part. <laughs> that that that's, might be those beings. <laughs> I was just, just going to say that. I was going to say. It might be those beings. You can't say anymore. Stop right there. It's funny because it happened right there, right where she was about to say that. <laughs> and yeah, they she, land. She, and she, she's gone. <laughs> oh no! She'll reconnect. Don't worry. Should we had this? At least we, we. That's why we do yeah. everybody who's doing. That's why we do studio tests because Absolutely. we touch everybody's internet connection and, and environment. So we had this this type of scenario at one point during our yeah. our studio test. Yeah. So we know that there's some peculiarity about the connection at at uh, uh, Carmela's house. So we're just going to give her a moment, and usually her her internet or connection comes back. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, well, that that was that was funny. That was. I know. Funny. I was going to say because I know when she ha and I forgot to mention the Mount Shasta, and I thought I wanted to say that later at some point in time. So I'm glad you're yeah. you, you asked her those questions because she got a chance to talk about that because I found the story very fascinating. Her whole trip up there, and then that started that whole conversation between her and I, and a mutual uh, well, not a mutual friend, but a friend I. I have with another friend of mine um, who I don't believe in, in aliens, so to speak. I know there's other people that do. I do believe that we're not alone in, in this universe as humans. Um, but there was one person I had met years ago and uh, this woman as, you know, hopefully when, um, when Carmela comes back, she'll talk about uh, the beings, the different beings. Um, and this woman in particular that I knew, um, very pale, blonde hair, blue eyes, and her eyes. And I've never met anybody that had eyes that were not completely round. I know this sounds weird, but um, even her eyes, the the irises in her eyes, they looked like... Um, like little motherboards. Okay. Very interesting eyes. And um, she, she was a very interesting person, not grounded. And yet um, there was a, there, there was a peculiarity about her that I found very fascinating and yet um, didn't bother me at all. But when I focused in on her eyes that was the thing that got me. They weren't really round. I know that sounds weird, but they were kind of yeah, there we are. Square. Hey, no worries. We we knew we knew to expect it. We knew this we was going to happen. We told everybody, stay tuned. We 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 know this may happen, and she will be back with us shortly. Yeah, so the aliens laughing. took her, and the aliens took her and brought her back. Anyway, yeah. sorry. We were just laughing because it was just. Just when you were about to tell that story. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they don't want me to talk about it. 
Uh, no, so I was saying that um, we were in Mount Shasta and then we were going up, you know, we started asking how fun would it be if we invite them in. And as we got to the top of the mountain, there's a certain way you can't go past the tree line. Everybody will tell you, don't go past the tree line. So we got to the top and all of a sudden there were these three trees in a triangle. And we, each one of us, put our back towards the tree and we start asking them to come in. And we start feeling this warm wind come. And the next one was cool. The next wave was hot. The next wave was cool. And all of a sudden, these three people, being, they're not people, being showed up. And one, I could only see the bottom of it because he was massive and tall and, and had a white color to it I didn't see the, the feet but it was just sort of like a um, just a light the next mm -hmm. one was a female and i can still see her picture to this day a she had um, a veil but it was like a baby blue powder veil and her skin was so pure like clear and light and she was blonde and she had this thing sitting almost like a a crystal here like around and with a mm -hmm. veil and she had long blonde hair and then there was another one who stayed a little bit back but the two main ones were up front so we all have so that was my first encounter with my galactic family basically you mm -hmm. know and when you say galactic family, do you use the term in a, in a sort of a generic sense? Or do you mean specifically you felt there was a connection spiritually with this apparition, the, the spirits you saw? Um, at the moment, there was shock, to be honest. You know, and the next day we were talking about, we were talking about, oh my God, can we, you know, like as we all do, we go through mm -hmm. an experience. And then we sit back and we're like, oh my God, can you believe I had this experience? Did you see that? Did you feel that? Can and you it see was, that? Yeah, there was a feel. And there was this feel that when we were standing also underneath us, there was this massive library, you know, and there were tons of books and tons of things. And you could go through this door and you had to be careful not to go through that door because otherwise you wouldn't come back. But I have pictures because I'm, I'm a picture taker. I constantly snap pictures. I got amazing things on my camera. And wow. there's actually a couple of pictures that you can see. It's almost like um it's it's like a rainbow light through the uh -huh. trees, and there's a few of them, and then there's one it's like um like a capsule and it it's a, like shooting fire almost from the bottom. And it's going up. It's it's amazing. I have it saved. It. I never wow. realized by anyone. But we went to uh, a friend of my friend who's a shaman, and the guy that she rented a house with, he works with uh, ETs a lot, and he oh. came in and he sat there and we was talking. And we were asking, how do you know? How do you know these people are real? How do you know? You know? Yeah. He turned yeah. to me and he said to me, he goes, what would you say if I called you this name? And he called me Andromedan. He goes, how would you 
what would you say if I called you Andromedan? Or if I said the word Andromedan, I felt this heat go from the bottom of my feet and through my head, sweating, and I wanted to go hide. I didn't know where to go hide, but I'm like, how did you know? In my head, I was like, yeah. how did you know? How dare you? I was yeah. kind of angry a little bit about it, but I said to him, I said, I don't know. I never heard that word. And I never heard that word yeah. before. And I came home and I uh, Googled it. Right. And sure enough, there was a galaxy, galaxy, galaxy. There's a yeah. galaxy called Andromeda. It's the closest right. galaxy to our own. Andromeda, is the closest, Andromeda, the, the Andromeda galaxy is the closest one to the Milky Way, to our own galaxy. Yes. It's yes. The, the, most, the closest proximity. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there is a few of us here, and there's a reason why we're here. <laughs> like all of us, you know, to me, we all come from a different place. We all experienced in many lifetimes in many different places not only on Earth, but we've mm -hmm. done galaxies. We've come in many colors. You know, we're not, our skin color wasn't just white once, you know, and that's it. We experienced 100%, 100%. Yeah, we, to me, as I came, you know, in a different skin to experience how that culture lives, how that culture feels, what they go through. And then I came back into another culture and how did that culture, I came back, you know, many times as a different male, yeah. female. Uh, I know I've experienced many lifetimes as a native and indigenous, you know, because mm -hmm. I'm called to that culture. Like I didn't choose it. It chose me in this time. You know, I'm so drawn to it. Mm -hmm. So, no, absolutely. I, I definitely understand what you're talking about. Um, it's it's interesting because I was saying to Jean Jerome, well, you were off. I was telling him about that experience that I had with this friend who, you know, the one with the eyes that weren't round, they were squared. I know it was the oddest thing. And, and I kept looking at her eyes thinking, those are contacts, right? You know, and she caught me and she said, I know you're looking at my eyes and I'm going, yeah, I am. I go, what's up with your eyes? And she said, that's the way they are. She goes, because I really do believe that I'm not from here. She goes, I've always known that, you know. That was the first time I've ever come into contact with someone who was so sure of herself not being of this earth yeah. that I was, I was surprised. I, I just took it in stride and, and just accepted it. And we, we, we maintained a, um, um, a communication for a little while. And then we kind of sort of drifted off, you know, like sometimes that happens with people, yeah. right? But just before I was moving up here, out of the blue, she contacted me and said, hey, you know, Teresa, she emailed me. I mean, like, goes to show you how long that's been, right? But she emailed me and wanted to know how I was doing. And she said, uh, you know, she goes, I felt compelled to uh, get in contact with you. She said, so what's new? And when I told her that I was leaving, she goes, I knew that. And she yeah. said, well, you never know. She goes, our path might cross again. And I said, yeah. yeah. And I was okay with that, you know. And and yeah. I'm the one who's the most skeptic when it comes to things like that. Even though, like I 
said before, I do believe we're not the only ones Mm-hmm. in this universe okay if you go to italy there is especially in sicily there's a lot of venus people there yes and you were saying there's also another uh, if you go on youtube and you google paola harris she does an interview with an older gentleman in italy there is a there was i'm not sure if there still is i'm pretty sure there still is they don't talk about it now but there is a project in Italy, it's called Amicizia Projects, and it's with the ETs. Interesting. There's, there's an old man who worked with ETs, and they're still up north somewhere that they're still doing it. It's not in a cave somewhere that they're doing it. Isn't that kind of interesting that the witches are up north in northern Italy? <laughs> <laughs> People with the ETs. Is there something that you don't know? There's a lot of mountains. There's a lot of mountains um, Uh, up north. Well, this brings up a whole, like, they say we have a lot of, uh, in Spanish, we say mucha tela que cortar. We have a lot of uh, material to cut with this because it opens up a huge discussion. So, For, for the average person, I think uh, within uh, uh, Ifa or Isa or many spiritual beliefs, uh, there you know sometimes the topic of, of when you when you switch or, or talk about alien or from other planets, people sometimes it, it, it you know they doesn't doesn't it's not part of their vernacular. It's not part of their language. They there's you know suspicious to it. They're there are aspects they don't believe, and yeah. so I, I have to, in in terms of that statement, probably earlier on, I would have to count myself as one of them because within Ifa we don't talk about concepts of alien and and mm-hmm. alien spiritualities and everything else. One of the first persons that uh, sort of touched on that, but doesn't touch on it very often, is is, is actually as say again, Boko no Dafoji, Daniel. Uh, because in his, with his ancestor, his ancestor in different ceremonies has been witness to spirits that come from other planets. Mm-hmm. In other words, spirits that come from other planets come to deliver a message or, or make themselves manifest, number one. Number two is hidden in many of the corpuses and many of the, of the you know, stories, Itan, Esevifa, and everything else. There is an underlying you know, concept of, you know, two types of divinity. The divinities which were of the earth, in other words, they were of, of, the, of the terrestrial plane and what they would call celestials, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and to the point where many times, again, uh, you often state that the, the, the gods, the original are really, the celestial gods are the planets. And mm-hmm. their spirituality that they that they're imbued with, and the consciousness they're imbued with. You talk about people from Venus. You talk about people from Andromeda. Now, these are essentially as you know, infinite mm-hmm. constellation, infinite planet, infinite, but as infinite as the spirit world is. Spirit world is not just the uh, you know the collection of as we talked about the 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 honored dead or family members that have or passed away. We're talking about different you know you know spirit. There is a, um, I forget his name, 
there's a, a, a Bokono in uh, Togo, um, which is, he speaks French. And he has a very interesting uh, take where he basically, he, he describes that the Odus of Ifa, the 256 Odus of Ifa, and, but especially the 16 May, 16 prince, prince, uh, princes of Ifa, which are the, 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 the dual, uh, like Ejobe, Oyikume, Worime, Dime, all the way down, that they're in fact planets and that they're Omolu. In other words, the, the other combination of the Odus represents the constellation. In other words, the planets or bodies that surround yeah. that one planet or that one main like, star, if you will. He calls mm -hmm. it stars, not planets, but stars. So the Odu Mei are the stars, and the Omolu are the like, essentially are the uh, little Seven. planets and all that, that that that's around it. And and when you look at that commonality, it's interesting that a lot of that knowledge comes in in terms of Ifa comes in from the Afa Bodun Fa Fon Ewe people, right? Which have definitely influences from Mesopotamia, from Egypt from you know the phoenicians from different regions even from you know uh, other shamanic uh, locate localities towards the east but when you look at it that way and you describe if you look at the the may which we know if uh, the maze are not just a sign but they mm -hmm. represent a consciousness a, a spirit in themselves there's a story that was uh, uh mentioned by christopher Vokujuvi. Uh, from African Magic Temple in uh, Ghana, and he they talked about a and paid their respects to an old bokor, which is an old priest, which was a medium, blind, and uh, basically though who without being formally initiated to being a bokor, without formally being initiated into the mysteries of fun, could. Uh, consult a person and receive messages from what he described were the spirits of Fa. In other words, the Odus representing spiritual messages coming to him. And he would describe it, and those, those spirits would speak to him, and he would describe the situation of the person. Because within them, within that codex of those spirits, was the messages and the, the you know, the, that they basically told this full story. So when you look at it in those ways, and I, I cannot, for reasons of privacy, divulge the name, but Teresa and I know a very, very uh, extraordinarily bright young man, extraordinarily bright, an absolute computer whiz, very spiritually gifted, and uh, as well, although you know he was a man of science, but very spiritually gifted. And that young man receives messages from other planets. In other words, and, and you say it's you know a question of you know psychosis, a question of uh, you know some form of of um, paranoia or something that you know that, that the person is uh, some sort of mental illness. But the interesting thing is that when he talks about those messages that he apparently gets from another, and he you know. Basically, receive, and I, I can't go into too much detail, otherwise, I may inadvertently his identity. But let's just say he's one of the brightest young men in, in, in computing I've ever met in my life. Nice. And, and, he, and he has credentials to, 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 to basically, guys, he's a genius. And mm -hmm. 
but he received but the interesting thing of those messages he received when he actually speaks them were corroborated by Boko no Dafuji. And, and during a consultation, which he didn't know anything about the history or the background of this young man. And Boko no Dafuji said, this person receives this, 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 and this messages, and they're not coming from 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 spirits within our immediate galaxy or immediate uh, world. They're mm -hmm. coming from another planet. And and Maya, to the point where the young man was completely blown away that, you know, to have that, although he knew the messages and the thing to be true, yeah, it, it was uh, again looking for that confirmation. Or after, did, did you see that? That did you see that moment? Right, and uh, so I can say it's, it's very interesting that, and especially interesting that it's only in the last three four years that myself personally mm. I'm increasingly being exposed to people having that type of. Mm -hmm. spiritual connection and and discernment to know that the spirit the message what is it is not from the, the this this realm let's say or this planet mm -hmm. or this galaxy even it comes from another dimension mm -hmm. another galaxy whatever whatever term you want to use mm -hmm. but, uh, that definitely and again the proof is in the pudding because if the message is sound yeah. and if the message is on point and if there was no way you could possibly have known that information, yeah, right? or you can, uh, I, you'll give advertisements of celestial events or celestial uh, things that are then confirmed mm -hmm. by astronomers or, or astrophysicists. 100%. You could be skeptical, but it's like, all right. For me, I had also mm -hmm. my granddaughter. I have five grandchildren. They're all connected. Yes. Two of them have uh, explained that they go to the moon at nighttime and they go because they don't live beside each other. One lives in one province, one lives in the other. My two granddaughters, they meet on the moon right. at night. She was five years old and she was looking out at the full moon and she said to her mom, she goes, I'm going to see my cousin tonight. And she's like, what do you mean you're gonna go see your cousin? She goes, yeah, we're going to go to the moon. We used to live on the moon. We live in the back, on the back of the moon. That's where we used to live, inside the moon. And, you know, she's she was five. She's telling her mom that. And wow. Yeah. And then my other one, my other granddaughter, she was telling me that she wants to meet the ETs. And, I, you know, at one point my daughter called me panicking because she's like, mom, there's something going on. Can you please check in in my property? And when I checked in, there were three of them waiting at the property line because they they have to be invited in. They won't come in. Again, universal law, right? <laughs> okay. And they were waiting to be invited in because my granddaughter kept asking them to come. But because she was too little, they had to have the, the permission from the mother or the father. And when I stepped in and I said no, and I said to my daughter, you need to tell them to go away because it's your property. You need to tell them to go away. And they mm -hmm. left and they never returned since. But it's uh, there's so much more. It's a fascinating world, you know, if we open our minds. Yeah. And, you know, to me, I, I said this to 
to another friend of mine, I said the spirituality today, it feels like we're leaving the Catholic Church and we're jumping into the spirituality again and the spirituality being controlled again as no, this is not acceptable. We're This is not happening. You know, this can never happen because this is how it's going to be. And I'm like, no, going through the same thing again in a different way. Absolutely. Controlled, but there's so much more to everything. Absolutely. I, I totally I totally get that. And I, I, I can't stand when I get restrictions, um, <laughs> you know, being told I can't do this or, or not to do that or what. Yeah, so just, let, just, let me ask let me ask you a, a very this 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 may be a it's it's a difficult question, but, okay. but it's a, knowing what you know and seeing what you see mm -hmm. and having the, the foresight and the ability to see things. At a at a like a, a direct level, how do you describe and how do you view, for instance, the Catholic the Catholic belief system? How do you believe? How do you view the belief in in Jesus? How do you view the belief in 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 the in Jesus Christ in in the concept of saints in the concept of archangels? How do you? How for the same reason, right? Because your 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 ability to see outside of those confines allows you to see with it from a different view or dynamic, which others can't see. But by the, by the same token, when you when you use terms and descriptions and and modalities that are inside a belief system like Catholicism, mm -hmm. you're you're inherently once again sort of under that sort of squeeze. So yeah. how, how how do you like? For, let's start with the most basic belief. Uh, how do you see the the concept of Jesus Christ, for instance, from from a spiritual? Have you ever had an experience buddy, of that spirit? Your my buddy, buddy okay. my buddy, why he doesn't like to be called Jesus. First of all. <laughs> um, his name is Joshua. He was married. He traveled the world. He went to India. That's where he learned to meditate. That's when he came back. And he was trying to tell people to live outside of your mind, outside of your belief system. Don't let people dictate what you need to do for you. Feel and believe that. From your heart. If, yeah. And, and, no, and that to me. Do you know there's a book out there that's called When God Had a Wife? <laughs> should look into no. that. I, I did not know that. Very interesting, interesting book. Um, well, and that touches upon, sorry for interrupting, and that really, that kind of is the cornerstone, I think, for a lot of um, belief systems in that the almighty, and again, we're going to talk about the duality that the almighty is a male and male only. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to throw that out there. I don't want to direct your, your thought form, but it just, before it leaves my no, head. That was, that was a way of controlling people. You know, you control people by telling them that they can only worship someone who's holy. What is holy? What is holy? Period. To me, it's like somebody says, oh, you have to be normal. Describe to me what's normal. <laughs> Nobody can, you know, because it's like, what is normal? 
So to me, what is holy? And everybody has, we talked about duality, we all have duality. And to me, Jesus was just a regular person who they took his words and twisted it and used it for their own gain. Yes. And, you know, they made believe that he was single because he was holy, supposedly, whatever that means, that mm -hmm. he was not married, you know. To control, to control. Boys club. Again, it's always about the boys club, right? But, you know, to me, is the church did a lot of harm. And it's not the church itself. It's the people that run the church. So don't get me wrong. I love the churches. When I go to Italy, I love to go in it. I me love too. feel. I love the atmosphere that comes with it. I do too. But it's the people that run it that are corrupted. It's right? the priesthood. And it's that's where it comes from. It, to me, that is corrupt. And that's where I have a problem with. Mm -hmm. so. No, I, I, I agree with you, you know, in that sense too. And I know Jean Jerome knows of my own experience and how I view um, Christ, right? It's a consciousness. It really is a consciousness. He is funny as heck. He is funny because he he comes usually comes in my meditation. I've had quite a bit of of interaction with him. He he's quite funny, and he said, you know, to me, he always says, "Don't believe everything you hear." You know, I was not who they they say I was, and I had a dream about him and the way he showed himself to me he has a great sense of humor <laughs> he, has. he has and i can still see this one vision that he showed me it was you know i was sitting on a bench in a meditation i was sitting on a bench and he jumped up on the bench and squatted down on his on his feet on the bench and he's like hey what are you doing <laughs> like what are you doing and he's like picking sort of picking on me and it's like okay just Mm -hmm. Yeah. So to me, it's Jesus. It it was a person. Oh, her screen has frozen again. Yes. We'll wait till she comes back. But I think yeah. I know what she means. Yes, he was a person, a real live person. I believe his consciousness and his energy still exist. Mm -hmm. And this is what we can tap into. But I'll let uh, I'll let uh, Carmela come back and and talk and finish her her discussion on that. So Jean Jerome, uh -huh. <laughs> talk to me. <laughs> What's your next question? <laughs> What's my next question? My next question, there was a, quite, a lot of questions or more information on Carmela's cat. That story she told about the cat and like people are asking a little bit more about the cat and the relationship with the death of the horse. To understand what was the cat, uh, you know, it was the cat, uh, you know, in a sense, in, in possessed by a spirit, but you know, it was how could the cat pro provide that message, right? Mm -hmm. so how did she interpret that after the fact? Because maybe at that age, she she couldn't interpret it right, but now how does she interpret that? That's that was a question that was posed mm -hmm. by I see mm -hmm. 
and a few other people and Sue uh, Masters Orion said uh, that that was Carmela's uh, cat Gabriel. So, so I'm curious to see what that. And then Essie that had, was Carmela's current cat Gabriel that did that. No, no, I guess that was Sorry, her I'm cat confused. Gabriel at the time. Okay, well, we can check back with her on that because yeah, yeah, I'm a little confused. People are intrigued by that cat story. Okay. And then yes. SE Mike has just an anecdote and early history of the Greece. Only females priestesses could sit on the tripod over fumes that would put them on a, in a trance. Interesting enough, while they were in a trance, they would drink water because they would be feel dehydrated. While they spoke in tongues or a language only a priest could discern. You mentioned water and tongues. There seems to be some connection with what you mentioned. Thank you for, for your time tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Oh, you sorry. So Sue says, Sue Master Ryan, sorry, her current cat is Gabriel. Oh, he was he meowing. Okay. Oh, okay. So, but people, right. I think, are so Sue. If you're listening, to this, I think Nancy um, was curious about the cat, the story about the cat and the, and the horse uh, scenario. Okay. Because so I, I was going to say, my cats are quite active. They're in their room so that they can behave themselves. Otherwise, they'd be jumping all over. I I have to put my cats away. <laughs> So if you hear cats meowing, it could be mine too, right? <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, well, oh, is she Vianney coming back? Says, Water is the universal conduct. Yes, thank you, Vianney. It is. It definitely is. And she's laughing. <laughs> so hopefully um, she comes back and we can continue yeah. our conversation. Yeah, I think her internet is trying to reestablish. Yeah, yeah. We're coming close to the two-hour mark, so we can we can maybe if anybody has any questions while we're if anybody like to ask Carmela a question, uh, one one viewer, uh, Ron Carroll Prue said, "I would love any message if there's any to be given to me. Thank you." So Ron. Uh, Carol, I am not sure. Like we don't usually do that during this uh, show, uh, but but I will. I we will can definitely post, post it to Carmela and see Carmela and see if she's up to it. If yeah. not, then we'll we'll again be displaying how to contact her on her website, and perhaps yes, you can absolutely. seek a private. Absolutely, we will be doing that. And uh, All right. my no, real question. Does she always feel thirsty when she falls? I think so. I think so, Essay. That's what she says. That's how she knows when um, she's going to get messages. Because when we were speaking privately, she's back. <laughs> so, um, you're just in time to answer the question. <laughs> Do you always feel thirsty when you fall into a trance? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier in our private conversation as well. Um, so Car Carmela, um, oh, and Ron Carroll. Now, okay, uh, before we get into this question, how comfortable do you feel about um, people wanting to know 
if there's a message for them? Are you, are, do you feel up to it? We don't normally do that on our show, but um, Ron had asked. So it's actually the first time somebody's requested that. Yeah. So, so that's why I'm, I'm only entertaining. This is the first time somebody's asked one of our guests if they if there's a message for them. So I, I don't want to dismiss it without giving you the option yeah. to either defer it or to... Uh, right now, I'm a little bit too... Um, in the moment. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Right, right. So, yeah, so we don't want to put you on the spot. And again, just, you have to feel comfortable. And like I said, we don't do um, that on our show. Ron, Ron says, that's no problem. I will you. contact Carmela. I, I feel... Absolutely. I feel, thank you. Sorry, one second. With Ron, I feel something with the heart. So I'm not sure if he's just... Is he sadness? He's feeling sadness about something. That's what I'm picking up. But... Um, hmm. Yeah, that's, I'm just feeling the sad in the heart, so I can't expand on that. They don't, they won't give me anything else. So I'm just gonna uh, let that. Yeah, yeah. Best, best at a private, you know, consultation. Yeah. Maybe something. Yeah. That's private that to be conveyed. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. That he can connect with you privately on that. But just to 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 sort of um, come back to the original question that John Jerome had in regards to how do you view um, Catholicism in your own view, and we got to talking about how you see Jesus and your connection with him, and I just sort of gave my little antidote uh, on um, how I connect with him. Um, is there something else you kind of wanted to finish off and say about that, Carmela? Um, I always connect, you know, for me, I'm, I grew up Catholic because that's what we used back home. You know, we were Catholic and that's where I grew up. Right. My kids are grown up Catholic. Um, I believe in Jesus. I believe in God. I believe in the angels. I believe in many other things. Um, mm -hmm. Like I said, everything exists through energy. Absolutely. I've had, we I've don't had, have to restrict ourselves. Yeah. And I've had the experience of, um, we've had this conversation. When I was going a few years back, this is about seven years ago, roughly about six, seven years ago, um, I was really really depressed and I was going through a really rough time in my life and I had started drinking a bit but I was I couldn't get out I couldn't get out of this depression I couldn't get out of this and I would always constantly say you know please help me God please help me and one day I remember I was driving and I was going to the bookstore to pick up some books for my granddaughter and I remember going driving and asking, crying and saying, please, God, take me. I'm done. I'm done. Please take me. And I went to the bookstore and I picked up a couple of things for the kids and I walked around the metaphysic store and I picked up a Doreen Virtue angel book, Learn to Say No, because that was my thing. I couldn't mm -hmm. say no to anyone. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, I was on my knees looking on the bottom shelf of other books and I see this man walking. He had jeans on, 
full pair of jeans. And he was a medium built, like medium tall. Um, he had this wine collar shirt tucked in, but it was puffy around here, just above the belt. And he had a curly short black, black hair. Um, I don't remember anything else pretty much. His eyes were different. And he looked at the book and he looked at me, looked at the books, looked at me, and then he's like, what do you got there? And verbal blurbs come out of me. And blah, 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 I belong to this church and you need to come and this and that and that and that. I have the book and this is what, it, you know, to help me say no and this and that. And all of a sudden he just kind of leaned over a little bit and my face dropped. And it's like, yes? I'm like, no. And it's like, no, yes, tell me. I'm like, no, I don't want to tell you. And it's like, no, tell me. And I said, okay, I just saw a massive wing behind you. And it wasn't white. That's what struck me, it wasn't white. It mm. was gray, light gray, and a little dark gray. I can still picture, I can still see it. It was like high above his shoulder and then massive coming down. And without a beat, he's like, just acknowledged it and start speaking of what he was telling me. And he told me all these things. Uh, he told me that I didn't, didn't need the book because you don't need the book. And he told me a couple of other things I needed to do. Told me a few things that I would do. And then we said goodbye. And as we passed by, I turned to him and I said, thank you, Archangel Michael. And he's acknowledged and left. And I went around the corner and just <laughs> cried. I was just going to say, that struck me very much because my my experience with him too, because people are always thinking, you know, wings have to be white. Yeah. Not the one in my dreams. He yeah. was big and, and bird-like at one point, and then back to being someone I recognized from my past. But the wings were gray. Yeah. And, and, and that, I looked for him, and I couldn't find him. And I ran into my car, and I called my daughter, and I bawled. And my daughter said, oh, my God, she cried. She's like, Mom, you have to call my friend because she was going through a rough time. So I called her friend. She cried. And I went, I came home and I sat at the edge of my couch waiting for my husband to walk through that door. And I called him, I'm like, come and sit here. I have to tell you what happened to me. And I told him and he cried and he's not a crier. <laughs> he cried and he looked at me and he said, you wouldn't believe the day that I had today. Hmm. But the main thing that I remember is walking out of that store and just like a cloud had lifted all my anxiety, all my stress, all my, you know, whatever I was going through had gone, had lifted. I had not touched a drink since that day, here and there afterwards, you know, occasionally. Mm -hmm. But it was mm -hmm. like everything was just cleared. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No. Angels do walk amongst us. They really do. They manifest. They manifest in front of us for us my, people. My mother had that happen to her, and I, I'm not going to get into the story, but one day you and I, Carmela, I will tell you, 
Mm-hmm. When we You're, for that luncheon date that we keep canceling. Yes. <laughs> we, we the perpetual luncheon date now. So, so we're, anyway, we're, Jean we're, we're, we're yeah we're almost at the uh, two hour mark. Two hour mark. Uh, Ron Carroll says Thanks. thank you for sharing those amazing stories. Carmela is an amazing soul. Oh, thank you. Uh, thank you, Ron, for those comments. Um, I you, think, in the interest of time, because we're close to the two-hour mark, uh, do, uh, Carmela, did you give thought to a quote or a life quote that summarizes your your life philosophy or your view of life? Well, there's a there's always a, a there's a quote that I have written down on my cards, basically. And it says, love and forgive yourself first. Only then can you reach your true potential. Beautiful. Thank you. That was straight from the heart. If you don't love yourself and you don't forgive yourself, you know, because we can blame ourselves for a lot of things as human beings. (laughs) Absolutely. 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 Well, Carmela, sure. it's been an immense pleasure. It's been Absolutely a very, very enjoyable experience. And uh, I only wish you long life Thank and you, good health for you and your family. Thank and may you. your gift continue to grow in health and uh, many, many blessings. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to share my experiences, my thoughts, my feelings. Uh, Thank you for sharing. I have never felt really that comfortable as I'm feeling with the two of you to share uh, publicly. Thank you. <laughs> like, I mean, Thank I, should, you. I shared it, but just publicly. Um, and this is, you know, that's the true me and what I know and the experience that I grew up with. And, and that's one of the things we liked, we loved about when I first met you this earlier this week is your authenticity. And we were talking about, you know, being down to earth and being authentic. You know, you call it the way you see it. You describe Mm -hmm. it from a place of truth, a place of sincerity, Uh, you know, and and again, um, sort of a deep-rooted knowledge that's been inherited, passed on, and and worked with for years. So that's a wonderful gift for for, for just for your family and yourself, but for humanity. And we hope that through the show, Absolutely. Yeah, our, our goal is that all these ancestral spiritual guys that have, that work through us uh, in different modalities, different traditions, different cultures, we're we're basically uh, globe trotting. We're going from one part of the globe to the other, <laughs> and uh, but at the end, we there, there's you see the commonalities in terms of the the beauty of spirit and the the, the desire to heal, the desire to bring forth truth, the a concept of liberation, freedom, mm-hmm. you know, uh, of being of uh, forgiveness, as you said, to forgive yourself so you can be, you know, uh, and of being able to say no. The, right. the ability of being able to say no, as you mentioned, that's a hard one. That, that sometimes, even, even in spiritual practices, people have to know that if it doesn't feel right, if it doesn't smell right, if it doesn't look right, it probably isn't right. Isn't right. So, <laughs> and that's that's what I wanted to leave the audience with. 
really tune into your body, to your gut feeling. Your gut feeling will never lie to you. Your gut and your, I always say, it's like your modem, you know, listen to that, listen to that and turn into your heart and your gut. Your heart is the the middle, the first organ. Yeah. You know, this is, you know, this is from um, ego. It's from thoughts that sometimes cannot, they're not even yours. They're influenced sometimes not by the good. You know, we have to tune in here if it feels right. Does it feel right? Does it feel light? Does it feel easy? Does it feel relaxed? Because if it doesn't and your gut's tight and it's turning a little bit and it's tight and squeezing, run. (laughs) In in, in Yoruba cosmology and anatomy, spiritual anatomy, the gut, what we call the gut, is where we we have orii, our inner spirit, our inner mind resides in the gut. You're and it stuck. is exactly and it and it accompanied by your okan okanran is very important your feelings emotions right and the warnings that those feelings emotions if you feel anger fear uh you know you know things that is usually a warning that something is not right and then ori mm-hmm. your main ori which is your soul where your soul sits right so so and your joto and your back of your neck. So all these spiritualities, you know, sort of give you a little warning. We call this the halo. The halo. When, when you get the halo, uh-huh. you've got uh, you've reached mm-hmm. your highest uh-huh. gift. The halo, like the very saints. Good. Yeah, very good, very good. Yeah. So I just wanted to thank all our viewers and everybody yeah. tuning in and for your questions, comments. But as you know, I would be remiss without saying a special shout out to one of our most loyal viewers, Mojo, our, our show mascot, who has religiously been watching our show for weeks with his now, his, he even got his sister in the act. Oh my goodness. To watch the show. And uh, Mojo, is, he's like our most faithful uh, viewer, always tunes in. Mojo, little, be a king. little Mojo and Titi, his sister. Titi that's right. Do you know that Mojo used to be a king? Really? Mojo? Yeah. King Mojo? <laughs> that little yeah. guy? Well, it wasn't Mojo then, but... <laughs> Did you king. hear that, Beth? <laughs> Oh, Carmela, I love that. Ask, ask if it's finicky with the food. Okay, all right. I will. I will definitely ask Beth. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'll, I'll pass the message on. Beth, if you're if you're listening, um, tune in and and just let us know: is yeah. he finicky as an eater, or is he a gobble guts? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting to know. Yes. Awesome. So I want to say to you, Carmela, thank you so much for coming on board. I uh, I was thrilled that you got to come on our show and to be able to talk to us openly the way you have and to be able to connect with you. And I wanted to um, to thank all the guests that tune in all the time every week to listen to us. 
And um, I just wanted to say he loves you. <laughs> Beth says he loves you. That's so cute. <laughs> He's the king of this house. He's the king of this house. <laughs> he eats everything. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Yeah, because sometimes um, I get the feeling that he was picky with the food because there's certain food that it's below him. Uh, <laughs> but Titi Laie is a famous corn thief. She eats the, she snatches the corn on the cob. Oh, <laughs> that's for sure. I've seen her. We've seen pictures of her doing that. They're we're, both we're, very sweet cats. I got a chance to actually meet them. We're divulging all your kitty secrets there. Uh, <laughs> so um so yeah so anyway so i just want to say a final goodbye to carmela and thank you jean jerome and thank you for everyone who tuned in um oh and by the way um just thought i'd mention there's these witchy awards um i think i posted it on ancestral eyes group and on ancestral eyes and i think in sayo and I just came to learn of this um, witchy awards and there's a subject there and I'm reaching out to our audience members just for, you know, shits and giggles and giving us a chance to say that, uh, you know, bragging rights as new podcasters to be nominated. So I'm just throwing it out there. If anyone's listening, if you want to nominate Ancestral Eyes as a new podcast show for the new Witchy Awards, um, we'll put that back on our Ancestral Eyes. Um, feel free to do so. <laughs> I'm plugging us shamelessly. <laughs> That's, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> So anyway, so I just want to say thank you to everyone. Thank you once again to Carmela. Thank you to Jean Jerome. And thank you for everyone who tuned in. Um, I thank your ancestral spirits that have tuned in as well. Because every show I always, uh, I cast a special circle and I ask for the ancestral guides of Jean Jerome, of our guest, and all those who tune in, all their ancestral guides to be outside that circle, but they're welcome. Okay, so I bid everyone a good night, have a good weekend, and stay safe, everyone. All stay right. Safe. Thank Take you, Carmel, again. Thank you so much. Thank yes, you. Thank you. Thank you, Teresa. It was a blessing being here. So, blessing yes. for everyone. Thank you. And stay safe. Yes. All right. Awesome.